Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program. You don't want to miss today's show. I have a very special guest that I'm so intrigued by. As a matter of fact, yesterday we filmed the Jim Baker show and I was intrigued. My mind was racing to ask the questions on the subject that we're going to tackle today. So stay tuned. By the way, before I get started, I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank you for watching today's program. I can't do this without you. Your prayers, your financial support, standing with us with the Voice of the Prophets Network allows me to come into your home almost every week. I can't believe that this kid from East L.A. has his own program. And it's just to show you that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Don't give up. No matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstance is, no matter what situation you're facing today, I'm here sitting in Studio B at Morningside USA through the PTL network to encourage you and remind you that God still, no matter what is going on, no matter what the culture tells you, no matter what social media is putting out there, God is still in the business of restoration. If you don't believe in miracles, well, take a few moments and you're looking at one right now. The world said, lock them up, throw the key away. But God had a different purpose for my life. And I want you to know something that God has a purpose for your life as well. And on today's topic, we're going to tackle something so important. Because when it comes to end times, there's so much confusion out there. Preachers and Bible theologians with elaborate charts often share their views and studies about the book of Revelation, the coming apocalypse, and other prophetic books of the Bible. There's so many questions out there and arguments about who has a right. Well, the Bible is so clear in the book of Corinthians in, that reads, For we know in part, and we prophesied in part. Everyone is connected. Everyone has a piece of the puzzle we all, I don't think we all have it all together, but I think when you start putting the puzzle together, you will see that God has a message through different people when it comes to visions and dreams and prophetic words, and the Bible is so clear about that. But this end time subject has created so much confusion that many have been left discouraged, and as a result of that subject, it has become a laughing matter, and it has become... A mockery to even open the book of Revelation and the prophecies that talk about the end times. You know, the sad thing is that in our churches today, Bible prophecy and the book of Revelations are not being taught today. We feel left out wondering what is going on. So much is taking place right now that even the world, the secular world is asking questions. The headlines come out almost every other day is the world coming to an end? I think we need to carefully examine the end times and the revelation topics so we will leave feeling informed and balanced in our understanding of the events that are taking place and what is to come in our time, in our lifetime, by the way. Now, if you're like me, <laughs> I want somebody to please shoot straight with me. They, they got to be honest. They got to be direct. I want to understand prophecy and the end time events more than ever. Because if we are living in Bible prophecy right now, I got to tell you this, we must be alert. My special guest today believes that the book of Isaiah, 
the prophet prophesied about the apocalypse in chapter 24, way before Jesus gave his description of the signs and events that would take place before, before his return. Now, my question is this. Does Isaiah's prophetic words mirror those of Jesus in Matthew 24? I'm going to ask that question to my special guest because I believe that Isaiah was a key prophet to what Jesus had to say in Matthew 24. So I want you to stay tuned and find out what the prophet Isaiah has to say. I'm not going to have prophet Isaiah with me. I'm going to have my special guest with me, but he's going to be talking about an insight that I believe is going to open your eyes about the end of the age and how we as Christians should be prepared for this hour that we're in right now. My special guest caught the world's attention with the revelation of the Hosea prophecy and the Texas blood lake, which has been featured in Time Magazine, CNN, and many mainstream networks and magazines. My guest is the host of a weekly telecast of the coming apocalypse, which, by the way, you can watch right now through the Roku. And if you haven't ordered your Roku device, this is how you help me bring this program to your home. This is how we help the PTL network. You can go to ptlshop.com, get your Roku, order it, download the PTL network so you can watch my special guest. And if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, my special guest is Paul Begley, pastor. I better call him pastor, you know, reverend, doctor. I want you to be introduced to my special guest. I want you to watch this clip and get a little bit of who Paul Begley is. Watch this. There's an hour coming when all in the grave are going to hear his voice and come forth. But there's two resurrections, the resurrection of life and the resurrection of damnation. When the resurrection comes, again, go to John chapter 5. Remember what the Lord said. The Bible says, John 5, 28, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and they shall come forth. They have done good under the resurrection of life. That's why Jesus said in the word in Revelation, blessed are ye have part in the first resurrection, for the second death have no power over you. It's time for the final showdown, and that's exactly what's about to happen in the Bible. The Bible says every eye shall behold him, every knee's gonna bow, every tongue's gonna confess that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the wonderful counselor, the almighty God, the Prince of Peace. He's the Rose of Sharon. He's the Lily of the Valley. He's the Bright in the Morning Star. He's the Bread of Heaven. He is the Door into the Sheepfold. I believe there will be massive earthquakes, huge tsunamis. The stars will be falling from heaven. The heavens will be rolled back like a scroll. The volcanoes will be erupting planet-wise. The poles will be shifting. Every unimaginable, the winds will be howling. The, the Bible says every island and every mountain will be moved out of its place. When this gospel of the kingdom is preached into all the world for a witness unto all nations, uh, then shall the end come. We're in the last days, and this gospel is going to be preached into all the world. And God's going to use every avenue, television, radio, shortwave, internet, 
people on foot, churches, tent revivals. It don't matter. We're going to get it done. The Bible said that his word will go out where he sends it. It will not return void. Listen, folks, Matthew 24 is before us. If one angel can bring an earthquake that, that literally shakes Jerusalem, what will it be when all of the host of heaven leave glory with Jesus Christ? The clouds are full of angels. Can you imagine the power of the resurrection when that last trump is sounded and the dead in Christ rise? Are you serious? Are you serious? You better get ready. The Lord is coming back. Are you serious? Are you serious? Oh, man, you got me going right there. Listen, I want to welcome television host, Bible prophecy expert, are you serious? <laughs> the one and only Mr. Paul Begley, sir. Mundo. Welcome to my program. Welcome to the Orange Couch. Oh, I love the Someone Orange Couch. said, welcome to my dorm room. I'm a little bit too old for a dorm room, but... Forget Oprah's couch. <laughs> Forget Oprah's couch. I want to jump on your Orange Couch. Oh, man. This is the new thing. The Orange Couch, that's where... The, you think Oprah was it? No. No, the no. The Mondo no. show with the Orange Couch is what it's all about. <laughs> Paul, I'm, I'm intrigued by you. Okay. I'm intrigued with Bible prophecy. I'm intrigued with end time events. I'm intrigued with, with this subject. But this subject has become absent. It has it, it, almost like the church has canceled this subject. And I want to tell you something. You better hold on because we're going to, I'm going to be, you don't know what I'm going to ask you. No, do I you? don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Are I you nervous? That, I was saying this morning, I said, did I get a list of questions? She said, nope. Oh, I like this guy already. I like this guy already. No, listen, I don't want you to premeditate because no. you're a man that flows in the spirit. You're right. a man that is prepared in season and out of season. But be before we get started, we talked about in the introduction about Texas. Yes. What is it about Texas that you feel that has a prophetic uh, something over it? Because Texas has always been big. Every time they talk about Texas, they talk about it like it's God's gift to earth. Right. It's, <laughs> and they're, they're, look, they're the Lone Star State. They're, they're like, eh, we're not so sure we're going to sign up for that or not. You're going to have to do it Texas way. Okay? Now, come on. The stakes are bigger. <laughs> everything. The, the hats, the boots, the whole nine yards. But uh, in 2011, Mondo, there literally was plagues that broke out. They had earthquakes that they usually don't have. There was uh, a locust that they never get. They had lightning strikes, hail storms, uh, floods, droughts, all in the same year. And uh, it just kept happening. I kept noticing that's a plague of Egypt, plague of Egypt. That's one mm. of the plagues of Egypt. And then a Texas blood lake, I call it Texas blood lake. It's actually OC Fishers Lake in Texas turned blood red. When that happened, I did a YouTube video, the water's turning red, the water's turning red like blood. And and next thing I know, that was they played that clip on CNN. And I said, wow. who's this guy? What's he talking about? So I wrote a book about it, and, and the key was this. I took the 10 plagues of Egypt that were happening in Texas and broke down the 10 gods of the Egyptians that they had mm. faith in, and every plague destroyed one of their gods. Because I always wondered, God, why didn't you bring them out of the children of Israel out of Egypt? Why did you need 10 plagues? You could have just taken them out first time. He goes, then, it, then I understood it. He had to not only rescue his people, mm. but to deliver the Egyptians from their idol faith. So when he got done with every plague, every God they had faith in 
died, and even Pharaoh, who was their biggest god, drowned in the sea. So yes, Texas, so there's something going on. Texas, you have to watch it for some reason, prophetically, you'll see what's going to affect America may start in Texas. Were you the only one talking about this at that yes. time? Yes, yes, I was, and that's why it went, it not only went national, it went global. It was on the front page of the Moscow Times. Uh, it's what we call today, it went viral. It went viral, <laughs> back, and it really did. And, and no one was talking about it. But now, and back in even 2011, birds were falling out of the sky in Arkansas, or there's all kinds of weird things. But now, 10 years later, Mondo, People are starting to say, we got to look at the climate. We got to look at what's going on. Something's going on. Wow. And the pandemic hit. Now people are really saying, what's going on? You know, welcome to the PTL Network family, by the way. Oh, it's, it's good honor. to have another man, <laughs> oh, man, another person, another Bible teacher, someone that is not afraid to go against the culture in the church. Amen. I'm not talking about the secular world. Leave that aside. They, they got their own issues. Right. But the church... I, I think it has been the one that originated cancel culture. They've Ooh. canceled, you know, fallen preachers. They've yep. canceled men like you that come with a different perspective, perspective yep. a different outlook. And the church, you know, is to blame, if I can say that. Now, listen, I love the church. Right. The church saved my life. God used the church to save my life. But the, the, the church is sick. There's something going on in the church, uh, Pastor Paul. And... I want you to help me yes. because I have a lot of questions. You are right. And I'm not your normal Christian. I'm not your normal where I'm going to agree. I may agree to disagree with you, but I love having a conversation. Amen. And I believe the topic of the end times is a subject that the church has canceled for some reason, but it's a very important subject that is so important that Jesus took Chapter 24 of Matthew, Luke, and, and all the apostles grabbed it from a different angle. But if you wanted it to know the one of the most important speeches, I can say, or prophecies or words that Jesus shared with his disciples, you find it in Matthew 24. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You can't ignore important words. <laughs> no. why, would it, why would it be written if it wasn't that important? Matthew 24 to me is the, is the whole end times uh, condensed in one chapter. Jesus literally tells you what's all going to happen. They ask him the question, can you tell us the sign of thy coming, the end of the world? And he absolutely says, okay, you want to know? And it's not a timeline, it's a sign line, okay? Ooh. That's a word I got from God. And I can say right now that Matthew 24 is tied to all over the prophets of the Old Testament, especially Isaiah, and Jeremiah, and then when you get into Revelation. Why would you cancel that out? Why in the world would you say, if you're going on a journey, and you're, you don't know where you're going, mm -hmm. and you're getting closer, you really need that GPS working. I found that out. I was looking for a restaurant over here in, <laughs> in the Ozarks, and my GPS went out, and oh, I turned boy. down Devil's Road or something. Yeah, okay? Devil's Pool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad you got out of it quick. <laughs> don't cancel the roadmap. Don't. No. Don't take the word of God. You know what the Bible says? Revelation says, blessed is he that readeth and understandeth the words of this prophecy. Mm. Blessed, not. So if something says you're blessed if you read it, it should be on the pulpit, okay? Let's get it on the pulpit, guys, seriously. Listen, I, I, I have a dilemma. Maybe okay. you can help me out. You'll be my counselor today. Okay. Okay. I have a dilemma, and I feel like there's so many people watching have the same dilemma as I do because... When it comes to prophetic words, when it comes to prophets, 
there's such confusion out there, uh, Reverend, that is it okay if I call you yeah, Reverend? Yeah, okay. Reverend, there's a lot of confusion because there's a lot of parking lot profits. Oh, there's a lot of Facebook profits. Yeah. There's a lot of profits that always have a word. And, and for me, I'm from the streets. Yep. And when someone's talking too much, you better watch out. Too when much. someone's blabbing too much, yep. it's uh, listen, sometimes they, we used to say this, the loudest one in the room is the weakest in the room. That's true. And when I notice there's so much talking, so much, someone always has a prophetic word. Someone always has a prophecy. But when I look back at the true prophets, I'm not, listen, I'm not minimizing. If you're a prophet and you're watching, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not against you. I'm not against the, the people that constantly have a word but it does bring me a red flag. Yeah, is that too. okay to say oh, that? Me too, yes. And this is where I'm going, is when a prophet receives a word from God, when I read Jeremiah, when I, lead, when I read Isaiah, when they receive prophetic words for a nation, for a generation, for the future, they didn't go on social media and, had, and have a word every other day, every no, hour. No. As a matter of fact, the Bible describes it that it shook them to their core. It scared them to death. Yes. Faint. Daniel fainted many days. He couldn't even get out of the bed after he received his prophecy in the 11th chapter, 7th, 8, 9, 10, 11 chapter of Revelation. I mean, Daniel, he laid down and said, I was sick for many days. Mm. Okay? So when you get a word, let me, listen, I've been preaching 37 years. I have five visions. You can put them on one hand. Do you get, well, I thought you get a word from God, Pastor. Oh, I get a word from God all the time. But you want to talk about a prophecy. That's a difference. There's a big time difference. And they don't come every day. And that's why when you read in these, uh, the, the prophecies of the Old Testament, these, these prophets, they live the normal lives like me and you. That's it. But when God got a hold of them and says, I've got a word, and he downloaded a word on them, it scared them to death. They, they, they were fear, it was fearful, fearful, and, you wow. know, because they feared the Lord. That's it. So, when, so what I do is not only do I study the prophets of the Old Testament and the Bible, but I study even William Branham. Uh, Dr. Lester Sumrall, okay, um, uh, uh, David Wilkerson. Yes. I go back and I see what these other guys have said within the last hundred years, and I say, hmm, mm -hmm. what did they say? What's happening now? I'm and, like you. And, and, the, and the church canceled them. <laughs> the church canceled David Wilkerson. Yes, he did. The church, you know, threw him away. It, 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 this is a man that was, he died brokenhearted. Yes. Listen. I want, I want to tell you this right now. Our time is flying. I can't listen. We got, oh, Are my you Lord. Serious, okay, listen, Vandum? I better be quiet. Let, let's get to this. Okay. You know, you're, you're not here watching me ramble and all that stuff <laughs> complaining. I, I don't do that. Matter of fact, I want to tell you something. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Amen. If you want to know, I'm not anti-church. I'm anti-organized church that, that is, uh, you know, canceling subjects that are so important for this time because the world wants to know what's really happening. Are, are we at the end of the age? Is the world coming to an end? And I want to get into Isaiah 24. Yes. Because I've read Isaiah 24. I, I read the book of Isaiah before, but I never saw chapter 24. This is a, a prophet that prophesied the coming of the king. Yes. The birth of Christ. Yes. This is a man that foretold the future and it shook him to his core, but you found a revelation in chapter 24 that matches verbatim what Jesus said 
in Matthew 24 of what will be the signs of his return. Yes. What is it about Isaiah 24, Reverend, that <laughs> led you to discover this parallel with Matthew chapter 24 that we should be paying attention to? You know, in Matthew 24, Jesus said that there'd be all kinds of catastrophic events. Okay, when he talked about uh, earthquakes and droughts and famines and pestilence and diseases, everything that we're seeing now. And he talks about a whole lot of other social issues and, and attacks on people and the church. But when I was studying about these catastrophic events, what causes them, I come across the fact that the poles are shifting. And what's the effect on our climate is outrageous. <clears throat> and Isaiah 24 says, Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, maketh it waste, turneth it upside down, scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. Mm. This is the word of the Lord. And I'm saying, Lord, when did that happen? He said, it hasn't yet. I said, oh, so you're saying Isaiah, the prophet, is prophesying in detail what Christ was summarizing in Matthew 24. Matter of fact, it said, the land shall be utterly emptied, utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. You know, like you said, I'm just not going to take everybody's word. I want to know what the Lord is saying. And the prophet goes on to say, you're going to start hearing sounds in the heavens, mm. or you start hearing weird sounds. Okay, let me ask you this. Should I take this literally, or should I take this as a historical event no. that took place in the past? No, it's not happened yet. No, you have to take this literally. You literally have... Now, you should know... Should I take it literally when he said, a virgin shall conceive and have a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel? Isaiah said that would happen. He said, look, he was a lamb led to the slaughter, and, uh, and, you know, and he opened not his mouth. Should I take it literally? Yes, it was a prophecy of the coming of Jesus and the crucifixion of Jesus. Yes, this is going to happen to the earth. Okay, so when you read that, when you teach this, the culture today says you're fear-mongering. You're, you're, you're scaring us. You're using this as, as a manipulation weapon, you know, in the church. I know. Listen, oh, don't don't <laughs> I know this. You're singing to the choir so, at this moment. So how do you respond to that? Are you, are you using this as a fear-mongering tool our bible prophets our bible theologians use this to you know pretty much manipulate what you want to say because the culture right now doesn't want anything to do with this book i know the culture in the church is uh throwing this away canceling it but this is a word that it's got to be fulfilled. It has to be. It will be. And it got fulfilled when Jesus was born. Yes. That's a good sign. That was Isaiah. <laughs> that was Isaiah. That was Isaiah. Okay. So now this signs of, of that parallel with Matthew 24. Yes. Still has to be fulfilled. It has to be. And it will be. First of all, my reason, 100% reason since the day God called me to preach is to win people to Jesus Christ. Period. I'm all about salvation, souls. I want you saved. Let's get you in the kingdom first. That's it. Then you can grow in the grace of God, and you can get filled with the Holy Ghost. You can get healed if you get sick, but you can't get any of that if you don't get in the kingdom. So all the prophecies, I'm writing a book right now called Pieces of Prophecy, Ooh. in which I'm taking pieces of different prophets of the last hundred years yeah. and the prophets of the Bible, pieces. Can I, you said it earlier. I was sitting there, I about fell out of my th seat and thought, I'm going to have to put Mundo in my book because he's probably one of the pieces of the prophecy. In other words, no one person's got it all. So let's recognize that. Yeah. And let's realize God's giving bits and pieces of it to different people. To, collectively, it's going to show us the coming of Jesus Christ. 
We need this, Mundo. It's about salvation, salvation, getting people saved, the harvest. That's why I'm preaching the end time. If you read the New Testament, Apostle Paul, the only thing he preached, the coming of the Lord. Men and brethren, don't be shaken by this word or by spirit or letter unto you, but the coming of Jesus Christ is coming. Okay, that's all they preached. And so we want to get people to realize it, the time is now. Okay, my time is flying away. I just got a few more moments. <laughs> what is your message for that person watching right now that is sitting by the fence or standing mm. by the fence, mm. leaning by the fence? Mm. What's your message to them right now that you want to leave them with before we got to go? I want to say to you out there, I've been there. Uh, I've been there, and so has every person that's ever come to Christ. They come to that fence. Some lean on it. Some stand near it. Some sit on it. Some look across the other side and say, what would my life would be if I actually became a Christian? But I'm going to ask you today to consider something. Consider all of the philosophers that have ever been. At the end of the day, their philosophies failed. They died. There was no hope. They didn't come back. All the great religious leaders, they died. They none came back. But there is one man who left heaven and took on the likeness of sinful flesh, became a human being so that he could defeat the curse of sin and give us hope. I believe there's some uh, watching right now who's saying, you know what, these guys make sense. Uh, it isn't about you know, a certain denomination. It's about this or that. It's about Jesus. It's about how do you find Jesus? How do you get him? And as a prophecy preacher, I'm telling people, you got to get to Jesus because the time is right now. You ever take an hourglass and turn it over? That sand is just about out. And I, so I was like standing in the middle of the highway saying, stop, the bridge is out. You've blown past two detours. And I'm the last guy standing there saying, stop. Okay, I'm just trying to get your attention. But once you get Jesus, man, your life will get started. That's you will it. get rolling, Mondo. That's it. Listen. My special, I can't believe my time. You got to come back. We got to do this again. Let's do this again. All right. I got a lot more questions. We can have a conversation. Get another hour. Get another half hour. You got to, if you want to hear more about Paul Begley, Reverend Paul Begley, doctor, <laughs> Bible expert, prophet expert, right? Nah, let's just the say I'm just a preacher. I'm just a preacher. It's his brand new program. <laughs> Not brand new, but it's brand new to the PTL network. You can download the app on your phone or you can get the Roku device download the PTL Network app, and immediately, once you download it, go to my show. <laughs> no, you can go and watch uh, The Coming Apocalypse with Reverend Pastor, Prophetic Voice, Bible Expert, uh, End Times Expert, uh, Paul Begley on the program. I appreciate your time. Thank you for putting up with me. Uh, listen, I want to tell you, if you're watching, one of the most important things I can do for you is not just to bring people like... Paul to the program and talk about the subjects that are neglected and being canceled in the church today. But the most important thing I can bring to you is to remind you that God has a plan for you. He wants to restore your family. He wants to restore your ministry. He wants to restore your business. He wants to restore you back into a personal relationship with the creator. He sent his only begotten son so we can have that intimate relationship with him. Don't lose hope. Don't lose discouragement in this hour that we're in right now because we are that revelation generation. You don't believe me? Just look at the headlines. It's all around us. It's screaming, the king is coming back. You know what? Give God a chance. 
You've tried everything else. I got to go. But remember this, no matter what you're going through, keep the faith. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, Mundo. Hey, I really appreciate it.